0: Ma Koko, Aye! For Moi, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving
1: forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen, working together.
0: We are ready to work.
2: Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready.
1: For more information, visit ma
0: And Noli in the house, man. We are in the dog days of summer, you guys. Can you believe that? Oh, a busy time for activities, as you guys can guess. Those of you who are joining us, uh, the topic today is sports moms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we want to thank um, you know our mutual friend Kimo for suggesting this topic, saying that you know he thought that a lot of folks could relate because a lot of people like to keep their kids busy, and you know we are always looking for ways to make our lives easier, whether it be you know and how to prep them for <laughs> for the activity that day and get them out of the house, and even how to just stay organized with everything and like storing things, or even when it comes to snacks, what to bring, what's the best to bring, maybe what's the best way to be comfortable while you're out there watching them play, whether it be in the hot sun or even in a gym. So that's what we hope to touch base on all those things and cover all those topics and hopefully offer up some personal tips or hacks or tricks on how to make it less stressful for all of us and all the other moms and dads out there listening. And joining us is nina takamori nina thanks so Hi much everyone. and you're a mother of how many i have three kids
1: um my oldest is 12 our middle one is eight and our youngest is five
0: so boy girl boy wow so chemo's so funny because he's like okay she would be great because <laughs> i guess you guys are really active apparently with your kids are enrolled in like multiple sports
1: So our oldest one does baseball, Um, he's a sixth grader at Iolani, so he's going to start intermediate, hopefully next year, and um, they have a lot of things, options for the summer, so I signed him up for everything not knowing, and so I guess this is one of the things, right? not knowing it conflicts, so I got to figure out that schedule, and then um, the middle one actually does soccer and baseball. Um, and then our youngest one does um,
0: baseball. Wouldn't you guys, all of you guys agree that it gets so much more interesting when you can actually see it click for your kids that they kind of grasp the sport. And then you can actually see the competitive come come mm-hmm. out of them. Whereas, you know, when they're littler, it's like you're telling them what to do. <laughs> like, so run the other way. <laughs> <Or> pay attention. <laughs> Stop picking uh, the
3: weeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> So I mean, like, so, so you sound so busy. I mean, wow. And all various different ages, but yeah, I have to agree with you. And I'm sure that Brooke and Knowles, you guys can agree too. that. One of the challenges is the scheduling part, right? I mean, like when they send out like all the schedules, how do you guys organize and how do you try to get it all together? Brooke and Knowles. Divide and conquer. I would say. Yeah. I mean, do they have to miss them? Do you think?
2: Sometimes and especially when they're traveling, it's it depends who, if we're going as a family or you know, like like Brooke, yeah, you got to split up this
3: this summer, um, you and the kids and and our husband, hello. Mm-hmm.
2: And
3: I think I would say too, um, scheduling is probably the hardest thing. And it's when they're younger, it's it's crazy, and, it, and you think it's going to get better, but it just it's a different kind of crazy. I think it turns into. But I know when they're younger, what helped us a lot, especially for Kayla, our middle one, was. Um, having a group of like really we've always been on really good families for all the kids so we're really grateful but for him there is a group of them friends and good families that were the dads all coached but then they made a master calendar and they kind of did okay from this time to this time we're playing football like how when we were all young the seasons and then this time to this time in the spring we're going to be doing baseball and then summertime you're going to be doing soccer and you kind of or, or basketball right because those two kind of overlap but um for us that was that was probably a little unique but it was really helpful that if you can find a group that's kind of thinking the same way and then different dads coach different part different times of the year and then you can have a master schedule because you, you, if you're the coach you know you know this too that you can control the schedule and their practice days that's helpful right um and I, what what can I say when you get older just oh, scheduling I think ask for help when you need help find Um, friends and family that you trust and then set up a carpool whenever you can because that that's super helpful and it takes a village, right? Um that's for scheduling. What about you, Nina? Um,
1: I totally agree. I think if you can get like on a team with good friends and good families, um, that's the best, I think. And if if you live near your parents, like for us, I'm always, I mean, I've even gotten to, I joke about it and I don't mean to, I love you, my brother. But there's times when I'm like gotten to like, no grandparents, no one else can pick up. I'm like, oh my gosh, can we take, you know, the daughter to soccer and wait with her and I pick her up because there's literally nobody else um, to take her there. I also think, and me, my girlfriend told me about this, I love Google calendars and I color code the kids. Mm-hmm. So their schedules are, you, you know, right away, who is where, who has what, and if there's a conflict. But I think divide and conquer, is definitely, um, you know, you have to separate a lot and hopefully you have a grandparent that can help. Um, Or you just send one of your kids always with a friend, right? Um, Because you just can't be in three places at once.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, you know what, I'm kind of learning because I'm kind of on the, I I think I'm at the beginning of this spectrum because my kids are younger, whereas like Noli and Brooke, your guys' kids are older. And then I mean, you have one that's older, right, Mm -hmm. Nina? So, well, I'm only learning this, but then I do, I'm starting to see like when I look at the different um, teams who've been in it for a while, it does seem like they've stuck together because they have a system and then they know each other. And so they sign up together and then they make their own team together. Um, and all of that kind of helps too. And then I guess for the folks listening who are just starting, maybe just starting out too. Like I also, me and my husband also learned that, um, in the beginning, you want to sign them up for everything, right? Like you just want them to be exposed to everything. But then I'm, we're also learning now, like we're kind of whittling down, like, okay, what are some of the activities and sports that they're actually good at? And they're, they have a a genuine interest in versus like, okay, we're just going to throw them in there. So like, how would you guys say um, is the best way to approach that? And like, um, is it possible to sign up for a lot of different sports or in the end, is it just like you have to focus on maybe one or two?
2: Well, I think it depends on what you want for your kids and how, how they are handling things. Um, I know uh, my kids go to school to Ilani and it's, it's academically demanding. And so we all always hold education first. Um, and in that sense, we chose to have the kids focus just on one thing for each kid. Um, outside of school, as far as athletics, um, just because I think they've kind of, like you said, whittled down, we've whittled them down to sports that they have, they're passionate for, and they have a a good coach and they have good families within that sport. Um, So for me and my husband, it's just about um, making their days more efficient um, and still trying to enjoy like free time But yeah, uh, how do you guys do it? You guys all have three kids. So, um, how are you guys? Are you guys whittling down, refining yourselves, or trying to keep everything open? And,
3: you know? I'd say I agree with um, everything you said, Knowles. And your girls also do jujitsu. Like, they're. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a (laughs) a lifestyle. (laughs) They are, though. They're good. So, um, I would agree with everything you said. I think what I I also would say is for us, what's worked. I guess as a couple, when we started this journey of, okay, let's have three kids and be in zone defense all the time. Um, we, I think it's always been sports was gonna be a big part of it, but the other pillar is also academics. And then the other pillar is free time and having fun. But the, for the sport side of it, we made a decision and we still have, we've worked through it and it's evolved, but to expose them to a variety of different sports, um, and be pretty stick to kind of like trying to do season so when it's the most competitive season for that sport so like for example baseball spring then that's when we're going to focus on that and if they have to step away from soccer during that time which also now has a competitive season not just in the in the winter like how it used to be um, we we step away for the most part whatever sport is the competitive season will kind of according to the like high school I guess we've always kind of that's what they're going to play and it doesn't come with, I guess, a downside of, you know, questions, and I'm sure opinions that um, from outside that are like, what are you guys doing? And, you know, um, but we've made a decision as a family to, to do that. And we're on the same page on that. So I think that's been helpful. LL is much more strong minded. And I'm in that sense of not worrying about (laughs) what everyone else is thinking, being honest, but, but I've learned a lot from that. And I think it's for us, it's worked. It's, it's, you know we've been very lucky that the kids still have opportunities, but we really have you know tried to focus on kind of one sport takes the lead and, and if they can make it to the other things during that non-competitive time they'll come. but being really clear communication with the with the team and the coaches we've been with. so that's been that's been helpful. and it, as they've been getting older, um, you know they kind of are starting to whittle it down themselves, which is what we wanted for them to um see where what's sticking and what they really love and what they're passionate about so that's starting to happen which is really cool to see Um, starting to see their own taking their own initiative too yeah what about you Nina
1: that's actually really helpful because I was going to ask you guys about that because our oldest one is still like right before intermediate where I don't I mean I personally and my husband Sean feels the same way I don't think they should have to pick a sport super early they should get to try different sports in the seasons and i think when we we're growing it it seemed like sports had distinctive seasons like baseball was spring basketball was winter you know but now it seems like everything potentially can go year round right and mm-hmm. i think there's a fear that your kid falls behind won't mm-hmm. play all the season so um, that was actually really helpful to know cuz i think we try to do a similar thing where the main season for baseball is spring so that's what you do and if there's a conflict baseball will trump right um but you know if like fall is generally flight football so then that that will trump and then if, you know you have a sport that's a developmental season at that time like that's secondary and um i think you just have to stick with that mindset and kind of hope it hope it works and um i think for the kids you know letting them figure out too like what do you like like what do you think you want to do because at some point it's you know they can just feel like i don't want to play it anymore right so you have to figure that out with them too um, our youngest one can try everything, but he's an interesting one because I think and a lot of parents are in this situation. Everything was closed up. So then you try and sign them up for everything. And then you've kind of overscheduled these little five and six-year-old kids. And then you're wondering like, why aren't you doing it? Like, why is this fun? And it's like, okay, you went from zero to like 150. <laughs> and then you feel kind of bad um, for doing that. So for him too, we're trying to like, just ease them into um, one thing and, you know, I guess, ease them in and let them kind of like ease into that post-COVID um, sort of world that, you know, because it's almost seems like for half their life, they've been in COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Face masks and mm-hmm. small groupings and, you know, parents not yelling at you from the sidelines, like the youngest ones grew up with, and they're super used to it, right? So, um, but no, thanks for that perspective from the older. And it's interesting to me, because you see the full spectrum, like, I don't have a high schooler, but I'm you have kind of that mid early and like really young one and you can see even the changes from when they were younger um like even our five-year-olds experience now is so different than our 12-year-olds experience at five mm-hmm. so it's really interesting to kind of see the spectrum and, and how it's been changing and and I guess some of the lessons you learn, you can apply to the young one and still have to grow as well and you got new stuff as you go along.
3: Yeah. yeah and I will say each child is different on top of it right within the yeah. family like Chase has a lot of energy right I see him like he lot. matches his name totally <laughs> he <does.
1: laughs> but he's um, our
3: rascal yeah each kid is different right so um yeah Otis is kind of sinking into one sport and baseball and doing some other things on the side to supplement that but then Kekama still likes soccer baseball football so and he's a year younger only he's, he's going to be ninth grade next year he's grade He now. does all three he still does and wow. for us you know we're okay with that is is as, as long as um you don't over schedule in terms of like you can't do three games in one day mm-hmm. at that age and then as long as your grades stay okay yeah. right like that's kind of the determining factor too so every kid's different so that's that's yeah and then there's ella who wants to who's doing a couple of things and is still asking to try and she's fifth grade so we're like okay you know like we'll do some stuff at school though let's try seesaw at school next year and see that before we jump into like a club and you know all that craziness so we're gonna let her kind of try that way too
0: yeah it's such an exciting time because I mean we it's it's exciting to see them you know you know be good at something you know or maybe not but then still or be excited about learning about it I think that's really really cool and it maybe I mean you guys can all relate because growing up I mean, I was really um, involved in sports and my parents enrolled me in a lot of different things and exposed me. And so looking back, I was, I'm was I'm really thankful that they did that, you know? I mean, if they hadn't had enrolled me in that, then I wouldn't have known, you know, what that it was like to play that sport. I mean, you guys have all played different sports, right? I
1: did soccer for a little while and hated it, I'll be honest. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. So that's why
1: my husband always jokes with me, cannot yell at our kids for like not catching the ball or anything because you just you know whatever but um <laughs> but I did other like other things but yeah no I I think it's good to expose kids to whatever they want to try um and just kind of support them through that but we have a deal with the kids too like when you sign up for something and you start it you got to finish it mm-hmm. you have to end up not liking it like too bad so sad finish that mm-hmm. and then you can you know move on from it after
2: that's good, yeah. So they definitely know what they want to really focus on or not, right? Yeah, and I feel like girls are really interesting. Yeah, I feel like
1: girls are a little bit more like, yeah, I did not like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you. Know, that's, I think, yeah, I think that's typical. But it's funny, I don't know about you guys or, or Brooke in the high school years. Um, you know, I've, I've just noticed the kids in my oldest daughter's class, which she's a sophomore now, they slowly from intermediate time to to like JV to varsity, they're like, it's almost like to play at that level. If you want to play at high school, you really got to commit. Like, some of the sometimes a coach at club or at school asks you to drop everything. And what do you do? Right? You can't like they kind of make you make a decision already. And that's common, right? I mean, I, do you guys find that coaches in club or at high school level want you to commit to one at some point? guys see that? I'm just seeing that a little bit more now as the kids get older.
3: Yeah I hear about it Nala's only a a freshman so um, we haven't seen too much of it. Um, I've heard things but I probably can't say because I I haven't seen it firsthand and I think different schools are different and I also think it's different now from when we're all in school because of that whole mentality of um, this sport is the most important it's all year round And the other thing I'll say that I noticed, too, is that um, I feel like when we're all growing up, like the the main goal was to make the high school team and play for your school. And I will say I see a shift in that's still important. But then there's also this shift of club and travel ball. And um, I think the pandemic actually made that speed up even more because Hawaii was shut down longer than a lot of other states for whatever reason we were and um, the mainland was open and everyone was playing so I think there's some of that too and so you're seeing kids I I will say in upper school I see you know the kids um missing getting excused from classes and and traveling during the year a lot like a lot um so that's interesting that's also
2: because we're in Hawaii right so it's we're kind of like I think our, our kids who play sports are kind of not I mean i don't want to say at a disadvantage but we're kind of landlocked mm-hmm. so it's hard for us to get them to these tournaments where they can experience
3: higher levels of play or, or different types of play right yeah and, and from a cost perspective too right we mm-hmm. got to get over the pacific ocean yeah. just to get to the west coast That's and right. and then right other on the mainland you can get in the car and drive from california to arizona for a weekend for a tournament and come and not to say that's that's not easy either but it's cheaper than flying right so yeah, to some degree, yes, for sure. But Hawaii sports is, I think, really strong. I may be biased, but the, on the fundamentals across mm-hmm. all sports um, and sportsmanship, I would say, compared to other areas. But yeah, I just, there's lots of shifts. It's really interesting to watch the dynamics and trying to learn how to navigate it.
0: <laughs> all right. So, how do you guys get um, your kids on board with helping you guys? Uh, speed up the process of you know preparing and getting ready for the sports or knowing what's coming up like kind of getting them on the schedule like how do you guys get them to you know help you <laughs> or or make it as organized as possible and and seamless is there is there a method that you guys have Nina any, any special <laughs> I'm trying
2: to think. tricks that work with your kids I'm trying Stay to I feel like the younger you can
1: train them, the better it is. So um, like little things, right? Like for baseball, having them put on their own socks and for boys, you know, like all their own stuff and um, everything. The one thing I do do is I, I tell the kids like the night before, like, do you have your uniform? And I don't mean like, I think I have it. Lay it all out. Make sure it's there, like down to your socks, like everything you want, like, you know, make sure everything is ready. And like, is your bag ready? And I don't mean, is your bag in the garage? Like, did you open it and check? Cause there's always that last minute, mom, I can't find this, can't find that. And then you're running around the house for like 15 minutes and trying to, you know, get them out the door. So I do think training them when they're younger and also making them accountable, right? Like this is your uniform. It's your game. It's not my game. Um, so you have to be responsible um, for this. Having said that some kids are much easier to train than others, Um, you know, I can say from personal experience, like my oldest one is probably one of the better ones and my middle one's pretty good. My youngest one is a battle, I think like all the time with with this, Um, but I do think setting sort of that expectation and that preparedness and making them feel like, hey, this is my game, it's my uniform, it's my responsibility from kind of a young age, is good and, you know, just little things like making them responsible for their equipment, right? Like it's your bag of stuff, not mine. Don't ask me where your jacket or your glove or my, your soccer ball is. Like, why would I know what your things are? I think those things help as they get older. It just becomes more of, auto, it becomes automatic to them. But I don't know if um, that works for you guys.
2: That's, those are great points. I think, yeah, that, that definitely puts the accountability and, you know, and the want to on them. Yeah. yeah, it helps you guys out too, right? So, how about, how about you, Brooke and Steph? Do those ring any bells in your in your households?
0: Yeah, um, we have a bin where we put all the um, basketballs. So at the end of the day, after practice, they have to put all the basketballs in a certain bin. Um, they always know where that is. Um, they know which basketball is their basketball <laughs> because it has their names on it. Because I mean, we have three and then twins. So then sometimes it gets mixed up and then they get in a fight. No, that one is mine. So then of course- <laughs> the way to solve that is to put the name on the ball so they cannot accuse the other person of stealing. So anyway, so yeah, so we have that. And then um, they keep their shoes in one area. They have a a sock, um, open sock drawer in one area where they all get their socks and stuff. And it's pretty much a um, kind of a method. Like we also prep them and we tell them, okay, you guys are having this game coming up and, you know, this clinic coming up. So we kind of tell it early on in the week and then we kind of prep them mentally for that so that they know about that. And when they're practicing, then we're kind of like, okay, so then when you guys are doing this at practice, we, you guys want to try it out at this Saturday's game or like, you know, we kind of tell them so that they know like, Oh, I'm not just doing this just for fun. I'm doing this to prepare to get better and play in this game. So And I think we kind of have a schedule where like Nina, you said to train them. So I think they kind of already expect every weekend, like Saturday and Sunday to have an activity that they have to be ready for. And it kind of falls in the same times um, the locations may vary, but then it's the same kind of sports and whatnot. Um, swimming going to be new because that's going to start up again, uh, later on, but then pretty soon they'll also expect that as well, but it's come to a point where they kind of already know. And then, um, it's always helpful that like for the new parents that are listening to when it is the day of the game or the practice, like to let them know ahead of time, like, okay, guys, it's, um, you guys have like one hour or like, give them a little time cues. So that they know their free time or whatever they're working on, they got to wrap up soon and that they're not scrambling because like, I think when you don't have structure in place that's when they like it gets crazy and chaotic and then they don't abide or follow and help you because it's but it's because they don't know either so when you have everybody on the same page then I think it helps and being organized where stuff is like Mina you said and making them responsible for that I think that's really important too but Brooke your your house and everything I'm interested in how
3: you guys get organized (laughs) okay I'm going to give you guys the super real answer like we're not as structured (laughs) in terms of like the getting ready and taking care of your stuff I guess my advice is going to be stuff is going to get forgotten, either at home, or at the field, and you've gotten home after practice, and it's dark now, so have grace with yourself, and, um, you know, if I could have a nickel for every time we told them to get their stuff together, make sure you pick everything up after practice, make sure you have all your gear together, you know, it's, and not and every time we've had to drive rushing from the game because we forgot something to go back home and grab it again it's just like oh my gosh right so that's the that's for us that's kind of the reality sometimes it happens so just trying to like just have some grace with yourself if that happens because it's going to happen um I I I'll say that what we've been better at in terms of structure and discipline has been their sleep so they know they don't really have the luxury of sleeping in every weekend um because if you have an eight o'clock game in hawaii kai and we live on the other side of that, you, you're getting up like a school day or earlier than school actually right so because you got to eat and we're good about the eating uh try to eat nutritious and drink lots of water the night before and then morning of and then but the sleeping has been probably the most discipline not so much the the stuff and equipment we, had, we can be better at that but um for sure they've been really good about um they get to bed early. And even in even our ninth and eighth grader, they Friday nights they you know they they gotta go, go to bed if they have an early day the next day. So that's probably that's probably a strength. But the rest of it is not so much strengths.
0: <laughs> yeah, our sons have left their water bottles many times, <laughs> and we're running back or driving back. Wait, that's
3: why every
2: household in Hawaii has like five hundred flasks and stuff, right? How many do you? so many left behind yes, yes
3: so many there's a hydroflask heaven someplace oh, lots of hydroflask. Some,
2: there's some place yeah
3: and missing socks and soccer ball
2: <laughs> absolutely baseball and clubs what and do and you guys
0: things. bring with you to um, make sure you're comfortable like I mean for us I mean I've only seen like um, for the clinics because it's just bleacher seating I've seen some parents bring like the seat with the back so that they're not, because it's like, you know, you're on the bleachers, right? Mm -hmm. And you're there for long periods of time. I've seen people bring like, it's like a kind of a, you just plop it down on the bleacher and it has like a back and like a pad on, I think maybe that used to be brought for like UH games way back in the day. But anyways, I see parents bring that. And then um, we found this chair on Amazon where you, it's it's almost like your regular fold-out chair, but then it has the shade Mm -hmm. it has a shade over oh okay okay so that came in handy (laughs) last weekend I'm like oh we just discovered it but then um it that came in handy last weekend because it rained so then it kind of kept us kind (laughs) of like in the shade and sheltered from the elements and then of course you got to have the handy like cup holder um I don't know what else works for you guys and the pulling cart right oh yep the wagon yep and uh, I think nowadays they're
2: slowly getting back to the potluck after, or I don't know, you guys, your guys teams. Yeah. Cause before, well, pandemic, right. Just no, nothing, right. Just play and then leave. Right. So it's kind of nice to see the parks filling up again with, with the kids playing at, you know, and the parents socializing and um, yeah, you look at, look around and you'll see all the gear that, that other parents have and you're like, Ooh, Ooh, gotta get that next time. Gotta get that. But yeah, any any special things that you bring? Nina yeah, to but the field? what are, what are some the of the gear that
0: you notice? What's some of the? Well, the
2: coolers, some of the nice coolers. <laughs> I'm a cooler person, so.
0: Yes, like, like the Yetis. Are you those. talking about Yetis? Those are really heavy. Yeah, those
2: are good. Yeah, but then the ones with the wheels, or I don't know, you can never have too many coolers, says my husband. <laughs>
0: we found one on amazon we found one on amazon that actually acts like a freezer so we've been able to bring like otter pops or like um you know dessert like yeah like popsicles or even fuzzicles because it's so hot right but then so the night before you plug it in and then you charge it and then um when you bring it to the field it has a solar panel so that it uses the the energy. yeah um it's oh that's good. It's yeah. It's not as heavy. I mean, there's it is slightly heavy, but then it definitely works and um it keeps everything cold. So we were able to hand out like the frozen otter pops at the end or like you know, popsicles, like I said. And then yeah. no matter how many times we're like, okay, eat the sandwich first, but then all the the whole team <laughs> did you just eat the otter pops. But yeah. I understand. I mean, that's kind of how we were. Like after I would just drink a uh, chug, like the um, what is that, the passion orange or like you know, the Hawaiian suns. And then we, that's the thing too about snacks, but then we'll get to snacks later. But then like what it's, I'm interested in what you guys bring for your comfort or need. I'm trying to think. Um, Oh, I actually have
1: this wagon. I think your sister noticed it, Noli. So it has, it's like a wagon, but it has a lower level where you can put your umbrellas and chairs in horizontally. So it's like a double layer wagon i know it sounds weird but for baseball moms i think they would truly appreciate because then you can put all your other crap i say right on top there's that and then i have that hooded chair that you're talking about like i think the hooded chair is a must um but i also have i love chairs i am like what Noli feels for cooler. Like, <laughs> so um i have a swing chair that i love too yeah so it just, it, all my kids steal it though. But yeah, it's like a super comfortable um, swing chair. And I, I don't know why I really like the swing chair. So I have my husband jokes, I, he's just like, no more chairs. Like you really have filled the garage with chairs. I'm like, I know. Um, really good umbrellas are a must. Um, and I have what I like to call like a park bag. Like it's always pre-packed with like sunscreen, snacks, and just crap that you need I don't know like it just kind of stays in our mudroom hallway so it's always um ready to go and I agree though coolers are really really important um for kid and adult beverages (laughs) for and everyone totally understands that I I think that's like super important but yeah what about hats or I wear what my husband calls like the old lady hat like a super big wide brim you know because as you get older it just the sun ruins your skin right so that's why i always have sunscreen and a hat in that bag um oh,
2: that's smart yeah it's a good one pretty sad but yeah No, oh, yeah those are all handy especially and snacks this- You you lots of snacks i feel like snaps. yeah
0: i saw that swinging chair um at a game last weekend and i was like oh that's so cool you know i mean it, it looks so comfortable it's like it's and it seems easy to set up too and take down i mean and it's not yeah. it's just it's not that big you know it doesn't seem no. that big yeah. it just kind of
1: snaps together yeah so that one's really um i like the swing chair and then but the shade chair is i feel like if you could only pick one that's a chair you would bring to the park to try and save your skin a little bit oh yeah all day
0: i agree with you and then it's just amazing how you're just sitting in the sun and like well, my kids practice before the game so that's like two hours you know so it's like any you gotta get the coverage the sun coverage right yeah yeah and then my in-laws they have a chair that it's kind of like an oval and then they love it and we we always like you know whenever they have gatherings but then it's usually good for like when you're in the shelter not when you're out in the sun but it's like an oval and it's like super relaxing and there it comes with like a pillow (laughs) I know it's like it's it it seems kind of a little bit more expensive too but it's one of those luxury like fold-out chairs so if I find out find out the brand I'll let you guys
3: know but it's it is really comfortable
0: what about you Brooke how do you what do you pack
3: all the things you guys said in our trunk our trunk just has chairs and mats and the umbrellas you know you can get the ones with the um UPF in it also the umbrella with the double layer so the air can like the golf umbrellas are like super awesome right for everything because if it's windy um yeah that that umbrella helps a lot let's see and I carry bungee a little bungee cords too because if I don't have the chair that with the top you can bungee cord the umbrella to your oh smart (laughs) to your chair um so that's the makeshift kind and what I was going to say too is for travel we're we're kind of learning but um it helps to invest and Amazon's the best, right? So you can find those fold up chairs that are lighter, like under five pounds, I think, but they fold up really tight and they kind of, they're like a tent kind of, and you just like, they, all the pieces fold into each other. But if you pack that in your suitcase, rather than every time you go away, you have to go to um, Sports Authority or Dick Sporting Goods and buy a chair every time and then end up leaving it there. So that helps and buying a really lightweight, smaller umbrella and packing those away for travel, sports. Um, we've, we've started to invest in that instead of just buying at every place we go to. So that's another tip for when they get a little bit older. But yeah, all those things are super important and um, super good like cups that are, keep your beverages cold, also important. Also looks like it's water, right? <laughs> so also important.
2: oh you know what i have in my trunk too that some moms i think or families have is like the five gallon porta potty you know the toilet seat on top just because you never know where you're going to end up or
3: how long you're going to be there so that's so funny i actually still have that for when they're little one of those fold-up potty things and you put the package on the edge and it has absorbent um like pad like those puppy pads in the inside of the bag yeah i actually have used it more than once in this calendar year so far yeah we just yeah. gave mine away oh no <laughs> like we just but you can use like mine if toddler.
2: you see
3: me. I know I sit oh. on it it's a toddler one <laughs> I know but it's they have the five gallon the five gallon bucket with the
1: seat I need to I need to update all these five gallon one I need that oh yeah 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 Amazon and
2: they have the liner with it has like powder in it so it converts whatever to gel and it's hygienic to throw away and, oh, but you just never know. know like because so. we're at the beach too sometimes the beach park and we don't know if there's going to be a clean bathroom or a safe bathroom right so it's just in the trunk of our van and just put up the shades, and then
3: and vans are kind of essential for u- using of the so, potties yeah. too right yeah. yes yeah with tint
0: yes <laughs> yes please noli is the godmother of portable <laughs> no. potties I- and contraptions <laughs> she introduced me to that Amazon thing and I got hooked and I was like, Oh, this is actually really good. I mean, it's so like hygienic. It's like clean and like one time pile, like just, it just comes right out the bag and you just like, it's like a garbage bag already. And then you just toss it and there's all the absorbance inside. So then it's not even like, like sloshy when you're going to throw it away. It's like, sound effect. It's it's you're one and done. Like, and then it's like, you know pal you're you don't have to look at it or see it you know you're all done and it's clean so like yeah on amazon just like search for what like five gallon potty or, or you know i mean that it goes on top of one of those like yeah the, the bags
2: cans, the paint the oh. paint cans
0: yeah paint and cans. then the
2: bags are called like i don't know they'll they'll probably recommend it on amazon what you get with it right and that's mm-hmm. yeah i don't, I don't yeah
0: know. yeah I I got, that. Got yeah yes. yeah yeah all right, from porta potties to snacks. <laughs> Yummy. Perfect so segue. Back in the day, it's so amazing, but like, and I, I know that other parents were probably like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But back in the day when we were playing sports, I don't remember us getting as much snacks as like what's given now. Like, seriously, it's just like Manapua and then like Hawaiian Sons, like maybe two cans and K bye, thanks, or like, um i've seen people well back in the day like the the best snack that i remember is like this parent um came up with like a, like those frito bags it's like a frito-lay bag and then she would put zippy's chili inside and then get the spoon and you're like eating the chili with the fritos oh that was like the best snack i was like oh how genius is this and of course parents that buy like you know the hamburgers from mcdonald's i mean we love those <clears throat> Whatever's or the spam musubi, that's always a winner. But nowadays, it's like parents like they give so many different things. It's like you got your like crackers, and then you have like the gogurts, then you have like another juice, and then you have like a spam musubi, and it's like all in the ziploc bag, right? And it's like, oh, this is like never ending. But what do you guys do for snacks, or have any favorite snacks that you guys saw that you liked for your kids?
3: Hmm.
2: i don't know they're all good like i mean like you said spamos i'm trying to think of anything unique that i've seen that that fetal thing with chili sounds good though that's probably like the kids probably love
0: that it's the bomb and if you want to if you want to adult it like <laughs> you can probably put like maybe sour cream on the top or you know what i mean or salad yeah like, you throw yeah, in, or like salad. lettuce. or, or put oh. some like spicy chili pepper or really <laughs> <is so cool. laughs> you want to make it Gee, more good. adultish but yeah, I Someone saw does that, that with
1: like a, um, a walking taco salad with Doritos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh. really good. So then it's like the Dorito with the lettuce, the cheese, the meat, and then the kids just eat it straight out of a bag. And so for kids that don't want lettuce, they just eat Doritos, but it's still like a, a salad, I guess, in a way. You add one
0: vegetable in,
1: but that, when you said that, I thought you were going to talk about walking taco salad. That's what it reminded me of. Oh, oh that's
0: awesome. That's awesome. yeah. I know people do hot dogs. That's always a good thing, too. Hot dog bun, you know. Costco
1: pizza is a big one. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, lunchables, lunchables, lunchables. I love lunchables. And I uh, apparently Sam's Club sells like that in bulk. So we used to just like mm-hmm. get it in from Sam's Club and then bring it and then like just pass them out and with the juice and the Golgurt or whatever and the Otter Pops and they're set or like a fruit or something, yeah.
1: I think a lot of people we've seen lately do like a lot of mini bentos. Mm. Like a lot of places will, if you order a minimum, they'll like customize something for you, especially with COVID, so that it's just all pre-packed and people can take it and go and there's no, um, you know, weirdness, I guess, with it. So it's just all pre-packed and you go, that's a, that's a good one. Um, for snacks, I just, I'm always just grateful that someone wants to feed the kids and you don't have to feed them there. So I'm always like, it doesn't matter how many spam CBs and Costco pizza you've eaten this week, at least you got fed and and it's okay, whatever it, whatever it may be.
3: But yeah. Yeah, for sure. Huh. I'm gonna have okay, this might not be a popular take on this. <laughs> and I think COVID even made me feel like more strong about it. I actually think um, lobbying for no snacks <laughs> sometimes makes it okay. Just just hear me out. So when they're younger, I get it. That, that's that's part of the reward for playing, and I get it. But as they get older, it for me, and this is just me, because some people love doing all of that. I it, it it became another thing and just more stressful when it was our week. And you sign up, you know, you sign up, and you have it all. And I guarantee the week that you sign up, something else pops up. So now it's conflict, and so then you still have to get the snack there <laughs> for like fifteen kids, you know. So I don't know. I guess for me, my thing is lobby for. <laughs> No snacks, and, we, and we'll do like two potlucks, maybe halfway through and at the end, coaches gifts, and also, and just do rotating, like, somebody bring drinks, cold drinks for the kids that they can pick from, and just take a drink and go, and everybody can get through. <laughs> Sorry, I know, but that's just, it became more, sh- for me, more of a stress thing as they got older. Because oh, there's, and maybe because I have multiple kids, so you're always trying to get to the next thing.
1: I've heard when they're older too, I don't know if it's true that it's not like you get snacks as much anymore, right? Or potluck. It's just like you play the game and you kind of, you kind of go after the game, wherever that's what someone told me. Um, so they're like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel with all the, because this past baseball season, I felt like I was on snack or potluck duty every weekend. Um, like at some point.
3: Yeah. COVID, yeah.
1: You joke that that was one of the best things that happened that you didn't have to bring anything to the field for anybody
3: yeah it just yeah i don't know that's i i I had i just want to be honest and that's for me something i would lobby for now this is one thing i appreciated about our preschool it was just the rule of there's no gift giving for any holiday for no anyone's birthday it's we're gonna still celebrate it in class but no one can bring and i feel like in a weird way it just takes the pressure off of some people don't like to do it some people can't do it some people don't prioritize and, and other people like to just over right so anyways being real that's what I would love before and maybe because I'm tired and older and have lots of kids that are going in different directions but I want to speak for the uh,
0: yeah I I totally hear you tired moms yeah especially I mean in preschool that was the thing right it was like always the goodie bags and for every single holiday and there's so (gasps) many like so many holidays like from valentine's and then you got saint patrick's and then you gotta buy like the you know, so it's, like, I was so glad that, like, um, I don't know which preschool it was, but then when we switched, one of the preschools was, like, yeah, no more gift giving, no more gift bags, or maybe that was because of COVID, but I was, like, that's fine on me, (laughs) like, I'm so, like, I'm so over the gift bags, you know, and then plus, too, they don't really use it after a while, right, they're just, it just kind of sits around and collects dust, and you, you just more things for you to throw away, but, to all of the parents who have given our family gifts. Yeah. Thank for you sure. so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And if you love doing that, then you know, that's awesome. That's so awesome. But it does free you up from it does yeah. free up from, you know, having to do that responsibility. Yeah. And and, and,
3: yeah. and also to all the parents who like love the making all the super ono food that's fed my kids too. Like thank you. Please be on our team always. That is so awesome. But I just sometimes it's more stressful. <laughs> Noles, you like
2: doing snacks, Noles? Nope. So that's a, I, that's good. That's pretty a good point. It was nice in COVID because, and you can't really hang out after because, you know, so you just go home, have dinner and carry on with the next day that you have to do it. But um, that's a good point, actually. But um, yeah, we do appreciate those who, who think about bringing things for the kids or the coaches. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, to each to each family is different and what they can provide and or what they have a hard time providing. So that's a good point. It's, I'll mm-hmm. sign the petition, Brooke.
0: I'll yep. still so, <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm sure there's <laughs> other parents that are listening that are like, yeah, no, I agree. Probably, I agree. yeah, deep down inside. I, deep, I down, deep down, deep down. Come on. <laughs> but that's good to hear that it does shift and it does change as they get older. You know, that that's maybe just a little a little kid thing. And I
3: think too, like it, for the team building, like shift. money you would spend on your week or two weeks or three weeks of snacks that you were supposed to bring and it's all do like a super good potluck or take go do a group function or paintball or something with everyone together you know and spend the money on that instead if you have to shift it and you and i think because team building is 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 super important right that's what the potluck is for Mm -hmm. so there's ways to shift it Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: yeah Wow. We got so many, hopefully a lot of different tips and tricks and ideas for you guys listening, but I guess it's all comes down to doing what you can and not driving yourself crazy. And like Brooks said, to give yourself grace. And like Nina said, to try to stay organized and to get the kids involved and on the same page and get them excited for the sports and making sure that you're comfortable too on the sidelines and not baking in the hot sun and Having all the coolers, Goldbrook?
3: No, and I wanna say one more thing too is if you're, you know, when you take your kids to practice, moms or dads or aunties or uncles or grandmas or us. if whoever, you're, if you're taking and you're waiting and having to wait there, then try to be productive when you're there. Take care of yourself too, because all of us have to take care of ourselves in order to take care of everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. So I just wanna make sure we say that too. Like, we're, I know we're doing this for the kids and it's great and we're lucky to be able to do it. We're all gonna be so bored when they're all gone right what are we all going to do but I will say like one other thing was is to what's helped me more recently is I would stay in the car and then just try to do more work and I think instead now I you can still do some work and get whatever task you want to still check off while you're waiting at the park but then get out of the car walk or put music on in your airpods or something or go talk outside with the other parents or even just sit outside and get fresh air instead of sitting in the car I think that's super important are all of our mental health and emotional health i agree Mm
0: -hmm. yay all right so we like to end our podcast with a inspirational quote or motivational (laughs) quote or meaningful (laughs) or meaningful and i mean there's a lot of different i guess sports quotes or I don't know any quote that's meaningful to you so you want to share one Nina or even Noli or Brooke I mean oh, well, I was not prepared
2: <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> Nina. go Nina
1: <laughs> I
2: don't think I have a like meaningful one but like kind of following up on
1: what Brooke said I think um to give yourself grace but also with all the like you know mom stress that comes along I think sometimes you forget to just like enjoy it at the same time
3: mm-hmm
1: because everyone says, you know, one time I was in a grocery store and someone stopped me, I had on a booster shirt and they tapped me and they said, we should enjoy it because it's like the best time, but you don't know until it it's done. So I think I've tried to kind of reset my mind a little um, and enjoy it a little bit more instead of, I've, I've always been one to be like, what is the next, t- the next potluck? What is the next game? Like, what do we have tomorrow? And I think sometimes when you think that way, you forget to just enjoy them and also try not to yell at them um, <laughs> as much from this. I think sometimes you you don't realize what you sound like, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I record the kids and then I hear myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound crazy. (laughs) Thing, right. So just to, you know, enjoy it a little bit more um, and have fun because it really is like, it should be fun. And I I think the families you you meet along the way and stuff, it's just such an awesome experience that I think um, you don't realize how awesome it is sometimes. So it's like coming to an end, I think, that time. So I would say um, live in the moment, I think, enjoy that a little bit more and then just have with all the stress, like a uh, attitude of gratitude, because there are a lot of families that do a lot for everybody and the coaches and just everyone. And I think when you do it that way, it kind of like flips your perspective from that stress to just really like appreciating the experience. But sorry, I don't have a sports quote or anything like that. Oh,
2: that, was that was perfect. That's, That's perfect. well
1: said. Sorry, yeah. That was that, perfect. That was good.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was super good. Anything, no matter what activity, whether even if it's not, if it's sports or if it's music or something else that, that your kids are in you know just just being grateful that they have the opportunity and that the network you get to be a part of and they get to be a part of for any and cross schools and it's different kids from different communities like that's all intangible um benefits right of why we're doing all this crazy mess I think I hope
0: <laughs> yeah and we always make sure to thank the coach to you know yes. the coaches after every single game or even after yes. practice because Um, I think it's it's easy to forget and it is sometimes a thankless job but it's easy for to forget that like that's stressful too and then they're they're also planning you know like lessons or like plans on how to you know get your kid better and up to speed so we always thank them for those sacrifices and um, all that they do for our kids and then the kids thank them too obviously at, at the end of every game like thanks coach you know before we leave or yeah whoever's in charge but and and thank you also to the team
2: parents a team mom or dad that keep these things running smoothly along with the coaches it's uh it's, yeah that's another thankless but super super hard
3: job mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a thank you to just all the families on the team right extended families because mm-hmm. there's hours and hours of helping each other raise the kids so truly it takes a village truly mm-hmm. truly yeah, truly. yeah.
0: So hang in there, all you moms and dads listening, and hopefully that you found something that benefited you in this podcast. Um, And we'd like to hear from you too. So, I mean, leave a comment on our Facebook page or share something, or you can always find us on Instagram as well. And um, let us know what you guys think Um, until the next game or practice. Good luck, you guys, and hope you guys are comfortable and uh, yeah, have fun out there. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks Nina, for joining us us. today. Yeah. Thanks, Nina, for all your wisdom. Noli,
1: we'll (laughs) see you at the park again. I know,
2: that was fun. (laughs) I'm learning from you guys. You have to,
1: there's a new cooler. It's a bucket cooler. Have you seen it? It's like a bucket you can sit on, but it's supposed to be a really good cooler. I thought I mean, yeah like, what is what is that's that the yeti is one yeti? isn't that the yeti no there's a oh. i think there's a brand called kula like k-u-l-a and it's it's literally a five gallon bucket cooler
2: roll, roll. make room in the I garage just thought of you because of your love of cooler. so yes you know just and I had just, to at that.
0: just talking about that sitting on a cooler i actually saw um two times different people on a remote controlled cooler where they sit on it and has wheels and it (laughs) drives them to where they're going. But it has the path has to be paved because the wheels were just for the road, like, you know, paved areas. Maybe they can like outfit it with the off wheel kind, but it was kind of funny. And I wanted to take a video, but I thought that maybe like, maybe they made it themselves, but on two separate occasions and two different people, I saw like two guys riding their cooler operated by a remote control, getting to the field like with stuff inside the cooler. And I thought that was kind of genius too.
2: <laughs> wow. That's a game changer too. Yeah, right? Wow. <laughs> what people will think of. Just bring your whole house on wheels. <laughs> One
0: trailer already. That's what's probably going to happen. You're going to find a way, right? Part RVs, yeah. Into the- oh, man. oh my gosh. Nice Well, good times, good tips. Thanks so much for sharing. Good luck to all the sports moms and dads out there. Have fun at the field. We'll see you at the next game. And thanks for being here with us. Thank Thank you, you. take care.